Hey everybody, it's Brandon from Uncharted Horizons, and on behalf of Nicole and myself, we want to thank you guys for checking out the show. It'll be starting shortly, but I just wanted to let you know where you can keep up with us if you're interested. We're live every Thursday on Twitch at 8.30pm Eastern Time at Uncharted Horizons PC. The YouTube channel for the show officially exists now under the same name, at Uncharted Horizons PC on YouTube. You can find us at on Twitter at UNCH Podcast, and you can find my personal Twitter account at LoveShackYT, and Nicole's personal account at Ellison underscore 712 on Twitter as well. We do post things from the show there and would love to interact with you guys, so feel free to check us out. As always, new episodes are posted on all places you get your podcasts about 24 to 48 hours at most after the show airs live, and we'd love to hear from you as always thanks for watching and let's get into the show all righty we're live that actually worked seamlessly which is a little surprising to me but it worked i don't exist but we are live yeah no sorry i was trying to okay now i exist i was trying to enhance the quality of the show for brian what's going on everybody welcome in to episode 40 of uncharted horizons and uh it has been a little bit we took a bit of time off for life arrangements and commitments and such um but really happy to be back here with you um obviously joined by nicole and in the time that we've been away there has been a very lot a very lot is that even is that a redundant is that like a redundant yeah, thing a very lot is there's accurate. been a lot of things happening in the world of gaming and movies and everything else in between and we have a whole smorgasbord of stuff to talk about today sort of like a re-entry show um so i'm gonna you know kind of let nicole take the reins talking about some of the stuff that we're going to lead off with and and we'll kind of go from there but first how have you been it's been a while what have you been up to i actually stopped existing for these two weeks i only live cryo chamber now i came back out oh okay that's kind of cool actually i do too but we we could maybe do more productive things with our time but i guess i guess this is fine this is working it's been good a lot of i feel like a lot of games but not really i feel like i've seen a million movies since we last uh did this thing but it's only been two weeks i don't know how that would be possible i haven't really played games this week either which sucks like you ever just think wow i really want to play a game later and then you end up not doing that that's what i've done all week (laughs) all the time i honestly didn't know it was possible to be too lazy to want to play a video game so literally i was just like i guess i'll scroll on my phone for three hours instead of (laughs) playing a game that i want to play honestly i downloaded a couple weeks ago a game on my phone that was literally like a puzzle tetris style game it was like a block game and i put a disgusting amount of hours into it just it's like slide the blocks eliminate the block get uh, get yeah, big yeah. number and it has taken an exceptionally embarrassing amount of my time um but i also did in the entirety of the time that we've been off uh play through all of castlevania symphony of the night finally um after you know talking about it playing it years ago and only getting like 40 minutes in if even um widely regarded as one of the best games oh i mean the probably the best game in its genre you know in a metroidvania but just in general like in a lot of people's lists it's a top 10 game of all time and uh yeah it it was exceptionally well done it's a super fun game and and really in depth I would love a shot-for-shot, like, remake or upgrade, kind of, like, keeping true to what made it so good, but, like, more modernized graphics, because I think you have a lot of people who would look at it as, like, an older game that's, like, 1997 is what, like, 16 years old or something? No, that's not even right. 26 years old, right? 26, that's right. Listen, (laughs) I don't do math live on the air for that reason. 
Um, but I think a lot of people would probably like discourage from it or maybe wouldn't give it the chance because it's an older game. Um, and I think really people will be missing out because it's it's super fun. So I it holds up as well as I remember it holding up and maybe even better. Uh, it's definitely frustrating and the game itself is very breakable because there's like so many different weapon combinations and different things you can do. Um, but it sort of ensures that like no two playthroughs are going to be the same. That was a lot of fun. That's the only game I've played, though, between now and the last time we did the show. Yeah, I pretty much have still only played uh, Tears of the Kingdom, but I'm in the home stretch now, which is exciting. Not that I'm at anywhere close to actually yeah, being done with the game, just with how large played, it is, uh, but um, if I don't beat the main story, then I will never play another game this year, which is just not good, because there's so many games coming out this year. Like, so many. This is a crazy year for games. I think it probably is one of the best, if not the best, as far as the quality of games and how many have come out. Yeah. What was I going to say? Um, is it... Is it Baldur's Gate, I think, is coming out yeah. pretty soon. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate 3. 3. I know some people are pretty excited about that. I think it actually looks pretty good, all things considered. Um, so, you know, a little interested with that. And of course... I'll take a second to gloat here, but Final Fantasy 16 came out, you know, last weekend. Uh, by all accounts, it is absolutely stellar in every way. Um, so I'm happy I added that to my draft board. But just in general, from what I've heard, it's uh, definitely going to be worth the play. Uh, yeah, I'm. that's one that I'm up in the air about. Um, I'm still obviously finishing Tears of the Kingdom, so I didn't get it at launch. But it seems like if any Final Fantasy is going to be a game I like, it's going to be this one, just based on like how different it is and what they've changed about this one is what I typically like to play in games. Mm -hmm. But I've also heard that it's like it kind of drags for a bit and everyone's like, yeah, after 10 hours, it's fantastic. It's <laughs> like, do I have to play that long for it to actually be good? Because like if, if, I, if I'm going to struggle to like be hooked by it early on, then I don't know if that's worth it. But... The good thing is, uh, hopefully they didn't take down the demo, but I can play the demo and the progress saves and it brings you right up to, it's like playing the very beginning of the game. So I'll probably play the demo and like if that doesn't do it for me, then ain't no way I'm spending that much money on it. Fair enough. I don't know. I know my roommate's playing it and uh, he immediately, almost right off the bat, loved it. And a lot of people that are in my friend group that have it have been putting ridiculous amounts of time into it. I mean, it looks visually unreal based on what I saw. Yeah. Um, I'm there. I'm here for the story and I've heard that, that, that the story hits. So I'm, I'm hoping that the stuff in between is fun enough to make me want to keep playing. I hope so too. I again, I definitely think I'll play that. My roommate said once he finishes it, I can play it on the PS5. So I definitely uh, want to give that a go and, and get a chance to play that because it does look cool. I mean, I I've never really played much of in terms of Final Fantasy before, and I don't like it's not turn based, thankfully, because I do not I don't really care for turn based RPGs. It's just not my thing. Um, but I was watching him play. It looks really cool. Uh, I definitely think it could be fun. So I. Uh, Obviously, Brian's comments as well said I'm playing as we speak, and he said the story slaps. So he's had, it seems like some some high praise and some quality um, feedback for that. But Final Fantasy on Open Critic actually has a score of 89%. So I'm going to happily take that score uh, for the draft purposes because um, that's, that's a good one. And given that the other one's not actually coming out uh, anytime soon... I'm pretty happy that we managed that I, I went ahead and made that swap. Um, 
Uh, there's just been so much stuff happening. I've been I was just reading the Pikmin Four comes out in like less than a month, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that'll be like a day one purchase. I'm really intrigued by Armored Core. I think that's probably going to be one that I pick up. Um, I think did we talk about Mortal Kombat? It's been so long. I think we. Yeah, we I, did. It feels like it's been so long, but I'm the more I see those trailers and stuff, the more that that game just looks really hyped too. Uh, Brian said Baldur's Gate is turn based. Oh well, that's unfortunate. That's 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 a no for me, but it seems so. Yeah, Baldur's Gate three was one I only started paying attention to today because they posted some like character creator stuff, and I read a description, which is apps actually bonkers. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. This is unplanned, but now that we are now we're on the topic, it's just I have to I have to read what it was. So it said Dungeons and Dragons is all about player freedom, the freedom to define your character, explore vast territories with your allies, and decide the fate of the world. We've spent the last six years bringing the unlimited freedom D&D is known for into the realm of video games. We've written two million words of dialogue across the thousands of characters that populate the world of Faerun, with an exhilarating story and in-depth character creation that puts you at the helm of adventure. The dice may define your luck, but you define the story. Like, what?! This is Baldur's Gate 3. I was like, what is this game? And why have I not cared or heard about it until now? Obviously, I've heard about the series and I knew about the game. But like, what in the world? Like, that's actually insane. And I obviously, I don't, I need to go look up gameplay because I think it's been in beta and stuff because I can't picture what this game actually is. It's kind of like Diablo where like people are posting really cool character creator stuff. But then in game, it's just like, the zoomed out, like, top down, you're like, a little, little guy, so it doesn't really matter what your character looks like. But then I saw some, like, dialogue with your character and someone else, and it looks fantastic. And, like, if it's really just, like, playing D&D and, like, I just gotta deal with the turn-based bullshit, I could be down for that. Because, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses was the same thing. I don't like turn-based stuff, like you said, but that game was phenomenal. Hey, everybody, it's Brandon from Uncharted 10. Horizons. And Not because of the turn base, but because, like, everything else is just so good. Show. That, It'll be like, starting yeah, shortly, but I just wanted to let stuff. you know where you can keep up with us if you're but, interested. Yeah, Baldur's We're live Gate, every Thursday on I'm Twitch intrigued. at 8.30 I'm very intrigued. That one blurb, I was like, yes, I need to look into this The YouTube channel for the show officially exists now under the same name, at Uncharted Horizons PC on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at UNCH. Sorry about that. Well, listen, it happened, but that's okay. It's, uh, Deal with turn-based bullshit, unsub. No, sorry <laughs> about that. I it um everything's hotkeyed and it's all connected, so I don't have to like make a bunch of clunky noise hitting stuff. If you guys know what it's like doing like OBS, like behind the scenes stuff, I really need to get like a Steam Deck. I want to get one. So you know, you know, like the little thing with all the buttons where you can just have oh, that I off do. to the side. I really want to get one um because I think it's just it's neat and it would be super useful to have. Um, but sorry about the interruption there. Um, rude. That's, I didn't realize it happened. I don't hear it because I have to have the stream. Brayden just internally hates turn-based games, so he really just didn't want to talk about Baldur's Gate anymore. You also hate turn-based games. <laughs> you said you're not a big yeah, fan. But, you can't throw me under the bus. But like... D, yeah, but I said that the, the rest of the game can be worth it for me to put up with that, you know? Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Whatever works. Yeah, this, uh, another thing I saw which made me cringe was featuring three times more cinematic dialogue than all three Lord of the Rings novels combined. Oh, that's... What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, and a library of more than 600 spells and actions and plenty more. So, like, the, the whole premise of that sounds super appealing. Not the Lord of the Rings thing, because if it's anything like the movies, boring. 
surprising. I know we could do a Lord of the Rings episode where I'll have nothing to say because I haven't been able to get through one movie because of how long they are. I'm kind of with you on that because I also have not seen all the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, and obviously, I don't know if you've heard it all about the current chaos with the Magic the Gathering set that just came out for Lord of the Rings. It's a huge thing. There's a, a one ring card in the set that's currently valued at about $2 million. There's a bounty for it. Um, it's a one of one, so there's only one of it in the world, obviously. One ring to rule them all. Yeah, so it's a serialized Holy ring. Shit. I I did a I got a box too. Uh, the boxes are like four hundred bucks for the collector boxes. It comes with like twelve packs, but you're they're going off the market like crazy. Everyone's kind of scooping them up. So I got into that, but you get there's a lot of content creators who've been doing it. And basically like the bounty for it was started out at a million and then another shop. Right now, if you pull the card the highest bounty I've seen is a shop in Spain is actually offering 2.1 million USD plus a paid trip to Spain because obviously with a card like that, you'd want to make sure you were doing the exchange like, you know, in person versus like mailing something. All um, I'm hearing is when I go to Target and mm, I see these, I need to buy see, one. <laughs> that's what they want you to think, right? So the <laughs> right. Whole, it's a gamble and obviously there's three million, there are 3 million collector boosters out there and there's only one of the serialized ring card my point is is that like that hype is crazy right now and like i i did on the channel i cracked up some lord of the Rings sets like the booster packs and stuff and it's fun i love that like cross-brand integration um but i am not i would not call myself a huge fan of the movies i find them to be like lengthy and kind of too tedious to watch uh, admittedly though the third movie does have some amazing fight scenes and it is like a really good movie to watch um but yeah, Brian said you're better off yeah. playing the actual lottery. I mean, obviously, I mean, granted, the odds of the ring pull are better than the odds of winning the Powerball. But the whole, it's, you know, it's kind of fun. But it's also funny how, like, a lot of people, even, you know, YouTubers stuff who do, like, Pokemon and other stuff, are opening up a box of this set. It's, like, the actual ring. Like, everyone's looking for it. It's got people mad, hoping to hit, you know, uh, hoping to hit a crazy, a crazy profit. But it is, a, it is, it is a cool concept um i hope i pull it because if i do then then i'll you know i'll i'll take a trip to to spain and sell it we could do a show i'll fly you out there too you guys you and your we, we all go out there bring nice. a couple friends we'll do a live show out there on on location um <laughs> but yeah so i'm not a huge lord of the rings fan per se i like some of it but you think um, i would be i love stuff like that and i love high fantasy but i try i think it was because hbo had like the extended cuts and they're like fucking five hours and i was like there is no and i don't fall asleep like normally like i'm only i only sleep when i'm supposed to like in bed i don't fall asleep in cars planes watching something and that movie put me to sleep man oh i do want to though because it sounds cool <laughs> i mean maybe we could do a live stream podcast where we just watch oh, the movies. God. We'll just watch all the movies start to finish here on the show. Yeah? Does that work? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Join us. I'm pretty sure Amazon has that thing where if you rent a movie and you have Twitch Prime, you can stream it to your audience. We'll just we'll live react to all three Lord of the Rings movies one after another. What a waste of our time. <laughs> Could you imagine? What is that, like 12 hours of time or something along so that So long. That's crazy to me. Um, But... Yeah, so obviously Baldur's Gate does have some hype. It seems interesting. Uh, someone said in the comments, I, I like Persona, so I'm lying. I gotta say, Persona 5 is one of my favorite games of all time, but that's the exception to the rule. I just, I don't particularly like turn-based. And it's honestly, it, it's just not 
what I've gravitated towards. It's kind of like why I sort of... Because is Pokemon considered turn-based? It is, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know the whole game is not exclusively that, but, like, more often than that's not... That's another it's... example. It's like I put up... I That's my least favorite part. <laughs> like, the the ROM versions you can play where they have, like, the fast-forward and stuff. That is so nice because, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to do the battles. I'm trying to do everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am, I am right there with you. And, uh... It's just Pokemon as a whole is just kind of I've gone stale on it, but I know a lot of people are still are still big on it. But um, yeah, I mean, there, there's so many other things I can think of we haven't even touched on yet. So let's pivot a little to Starfield. Uh, they showed a lot more about it at the Bethesda showcase. Oh, Obviously, there's been, uh, you know, the general consensus from some people has changed a bit and uh, people are a little bit more intrigued. Um, what do you think? Where do you stand on it? Where do you stand on... Tonight? So much more positive yeah. after seeing the Starfield Direct, because they literally were like, you want to see the game? Like, here's the game, and here's a bunch of details, even if you don't want to hear them. Um, I will quickly talk about the stuff that they brought up in case people missed it or they didn't feel like sifting through all of it. Obviously, procedurally generated planets, but that doesn't mean... It doesn't, it's not as bad as it sounds, right? Obviously, there's thousands of planets. They can't specifically design all of those. But what they've done is they proceeded gen- generated the planets, but then they have specifically designed content that they're like kind of like puzzle piecing in there. So it's not going to be completely generated. It'll be like, okay, here's this ice planet that got generated, but there's this giant base that somebody specifically built with like a storyline or a quest line there. So like you're still, there's still incentive and there's still like unique things to find um, depending on the planet you go to. They have base building on the planets. That's like a whole entire system, uh, probably similar to what people saw in Fallout if they played that. Ship designing, that also, too, is a whole system. I can't wait for somebody to make a dick. It's inevitable. Look what happened with Tears of the Kingdom. Um, You can hire a crew for your ship, so that includes, like, the main NPC characters that you're going to be meeting in the story, but also, like, a bunch of other random people and robots. Which I think is fun, and they did confirm that there's romance options, which oh, Bethesda, they need God. those. I know! I need romance in my in my. I do! It just takes it up a notch. Now, if you're doing... It, it's not a planetary exploration game, it's a role-playing game. This is a role you're playing, and I want to be with somebody. I want to break their heart and leave them stranded on a planet. Um, so yeah, this, they, they showed off a bunch of main story planets that they, like, built from, like, the ground up, and they look really cool and varied. They show, like, a Coruscant-type one. They showed, like, a uh, space western, and then they showed, like, the main city that's, like, very, like, modern, futuristic utopia-type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, your character has skill trees, which is fun, but they also added a background system, which, if you played Cyberpunk, it was kind of like that, even though Cyberpunk didn't really do anything with it. So along with your character's skills, you can pick a background for them. Say you want to pick Chef, and that's going to affect your gameplay. So if you're in a scenario where you need to know something about food, like your character's going to have like a specific line of dialogue that mine wouldn't have. Um, so it'll affect quests and your conversations with people, which is just like, I think that's fun. It's another layer of like making this character who you want them to be. Makes sense. Um, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, do you know if you can take your ship to see the Titanic? Or how's, is that an <laughs> They option? actually said you shouldn't do that. Turns out it's a bad idea. It just popped into my head that that story dominated the news for the past like week and a half, and we did not have a show. And I mean, I texted you about it a little bit before the craziness started to happen, but as someone who's like, I don't mean to divert you, I want to I get back to Starfield, but I just, like, intrusive thought here. 
what were your thoughts on this whole thing? And like, is this like one of the, I mean, I don't know much about, you know, underwater, that sort of ocean life stuff. I mean, I know that like James Cameron's been to like the deepest point and they used a different kind of submarine. Like, a, yeah. I think they said it was like a vertical type submersible. Idea, which yeah, made it's... different. Uh, yeah, I saw it. I saw a picture of it the other day. It was actually pretty cool. This story is wild. And like, the fact that, like, I know people want to harp on the game controller thing, which I guess is a interesting enough tie-in for me to, like, touch on this topic briefly, but, like, they're controlling it with, like, a Logitech controller, and, like, it's, like, a sealed tin can, like, I don't know, you've sco you've done scuba diving, I don't know if you've ever been in a sub or been down in the water like that, but, like, what would possess a person in your mind to, like, do something like this? I, I could just... honestly <laughs> never... That is, like, I was uh, explaining it to my friend, like you said, I do scuba dive, and my biggest fear is drowning, so it's like, why would you do that? Um, it's all it's all in my control when I'm scuba diving. If anything goes wrong, it is going to be my fault, and if it's not my fault, there are systems in place to make sure that I don't die, because you never do it alone. Um, so, like, my air consumption, all of the, t like, all the testing that gets done, it's scuba diving, like, that's a fucking tried and true uh recreational and professional activity that like there is standards and there's specific equipment like you can't really ugh, like things can go wrong but like i said if anything that can go wrong would either be my fault or i'd have somebody with me to make sure that i can get back to the surface safely i would never get into submarine are you kidding me disneyland has a finding nemo submarine ride where you're like under the water in a submarine and no i hated that that was a zero out of ten let alone oh. going down to the titanic there's just, yeah, I just, I never would have done that. If I ever get money like that to just go spend $250,000 on a fun thing, a fun thing to do, it's not going to be going in a submarine to visit a gravesite. And I, another thing I told people is I saw a shipwreck when I was diving and like, it's cool, I guess, but it's literally rubble. Like, there, it's just, it's cool to say you've done it, but like, you're not really, you can't really see much. And especially in their case... I don't even know how they were seeing it on a screen yeah. at their little baby porthole. Like, just go watch the movie. No, they had no holes. It was just a monitor. So basically, anything you or I could watch, like, online is what they're... You know, we could sit there and watch on a screen. It just felt to me like it's probably... You got a lot of rich people who have money and want to flex. It's really, like, a it's a dick it, contest. Like, look what yeah, I Yeah, it's like do. the Jeff Bezos thing. Was that him? The one with the, space. the spaceship? Yeah, yeah, the fucking hot air balloon. It's like, what are you guys doing? They're, they're literally, they don't have anything else to buy with their money besides doing something that people can't do. Normally. I can understand space travel to an extent. I mean, it's obviously like a part of the future of humanity is going to be dependent on space travel at some point in time. And obviously, like, you got to imagine that there's more uh, research done. To, you don't have just randy, anyone random going to space, usually. I mean, not, who knows? I'm sure they want to set up fucking tourism in space and all that other stuff. But this was guys spending a quarter of a million dollars to go see like you said a bunch of rubble at the bottom of the at the bottom of the ocean and i watched so i ended up on ocean tiktok i watched so many fucking videos and i think i sent you a few there's some spooky creatures down there in the water like the the, the angler fish and the dragon fish with fucking translucent eyes and fangs and shit the giant squid it's just a whole it's a whole thing but i'm effectively more scared of the ocean now than i was before <laughs> um and just because like i don't know like i mean you could argue that a lot of this was very stupidly done and and they they basically had a lot of reports out that the ceo and whatnot had been told this was a bad idea anyway you know but like i don't know if james cameron's been to the site of the titanic like 30 times and been all right 
clearly something has to be done with the way these guys tried to cheap out. But it's still sad. There was a kid on board, you know, a 19-year-old kid on board. Like, he clearly didn't want to go. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I can't believe how much of a, that, that, no pun intended, that blew up, like, all over social media and stuff. It was everywhere everyone was talking about the fucking submarine and, and then it just turns out it was crazy and when you really learn more about what happened and what the choices were that they made it's just like why like why yeah that you know? that did, that did surprise me that this was the news story that people decided to like gravitate to and that was blasted everywhere it reminded everywhere. me of like the um i don't know, remember the gabby petito and brian yep. laundry murder from like a I what if a year ago, two years About ago a year now? Ago, I think it was or close to. It yeah, I still actual. see. I still follow some other reporters um, from Florida, <laughs> and I see there, and it's still an ongoing thing, like with the families. It's nuts, but yeah, it reminded me of that. We're just like a random thing that like everyone obsesses over and i think it's just because it's one of those things where like we don't know what happened yet and everyone just like wants to know so badly and that people just get obsessed and like i get it because like it got me and i was just like dang like i was looking at all the videos too so many memes and fucked up jokes generation so bad just a bunch of degenerates (laughs) we're trash people (laughs) yeah but like i just you know i don't know i mean part of me can understand the the mystique of it like who knows i mean i don't I'm not a subscriber in, like, hauntings and all that shit. I don't buy into that stuff, but that's just me personally. But, I don't know, you gotta think there's maybe some kind of, like, aura or, like, atmosphere to that thing. It's eerie. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, but, and there's rumors that, like, there's still a lot of gold on the Titanic, that, like, when it sank, there was a lot of gold. But, like, I don't know, it just seems like it's kind of questionable, and and it was more so shocking to me how much it blew up, because that's what really caused everyone to... And they said that due to the water pressure, those people died so fast, their neuro something in their brains couldn't even process what had happened. So at least for them, it was quick and painless. But that's insane just to think about that Mm. and to learn about how far down the Titanic really was. Like, I don't know. And there's also irony that a ship that crashed on an iceberg and killed a bunch of people was visited by another ship that crashed due to... It's just the whole thing, but it just felt like a bad idea. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to Starfield. I just, I felt like we would have been remiss to not at least, like, mention that, because that was a massive story, and we did not have, like, any uh, airtime to talk about that. But go ahead, please, resume. I didn't derail you. Starfield. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you have the skill tree in your background, um, specific dialect choices. I'm not really, they haven't really talked much about what the main story of it's going to be, besides you joining a group called Constellation and doing space stuff. Um, There's space exploration, so there's battles. Um, a really cool system is you can board and, like, fucking be a space pirate, so you can, like, go up to other ships and, like, board them and steal their shit, and also steal their ship and then register it as your own. So, like, you can just be a fucking villain out in space if you want to, uh, which is fun. You can also, like, hail other ships, like, friendly and just, like, chat with them and trade or whatever. Um, yeah, you can design your ship, like I said before. And then, uh, a big part of the gameplay was them showing off combat a lot, which... Thank God, because the very early clip that they showed us, like, a few weeks, months, whatever ago, it looked really slow to me, but this is much faster. It's much faster than Fallout, which is nice. Despite some of the stuff being zero-G, it's still fast, because you have, like, um, a jetpack and stuff. So, yeah, they showed off a lot of the combat, all the weapon customization you can do, different types, snipers, all of that. Um, And then at the very, very end of the showcase, they showed off your character using some kind of power. 
They, like, put their hand up, and then the enemies they were fighting, like, started floating in zero-G, and they just fucking ended it there and didn't say shit about it. So, magic? I don't know. There's something going on with your character, and I'm I'm here for it, because I, I love that, at least in Skyrim, that there's there's that choice. So there, there could be a cool, obviously, you're the main character, you're probably the chosen one in some way. So it's cool that they tease some kind of uh, ability there at the end, but... I'm way high, way more high on it. What do you? What are your thoughts, Brayden? Honestly, I I got a chance to look into it a little bit. I, I will admit that it does sort of look a little bit more intriguing than it did prior. Um, but I I'm not I'm not really sold. Um, it still it still just has like that no man's sky feel where it's like I've been burned by the concept once, so it's hard to yeah. Think I I'm, I'm not I'm not sold either. That controller I, is gorgeous. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you bought the headset too. Or is that I, for, you giving that away? Is that what this is? We no, these are mine. Oh, darn. Sorry guys, I tried. <laughs> They're so nice though. They're so nice. They are pretty nice. I, I would have bought these, have them like I just love like it's an all-white controller and then the color scheme of it is like the I almost yeah, the three primary colors. Nope. It's all white. Yes, yes. <laughs> three primary colors in orange. Um uh, yeah, I don't know. They're just clean. This uh, has a ship noise uh, when you first turn it on, which I think is fun. It's like powering up a spaceship. Yeah, I have a lot of faith in Bethesda with Skyrim being my favorite game, and I think I think this could be this could be it. All right. Well, I hope it ends up being good. By the way, my my little brother just popped in and said hi there in the chat, highlighted message. So I just wanted to say hi to him. Thanks for checking out the show, bud. Hope you're doing well. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not out on it or anything. It's just. I don't care that much, and I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm in a position where I don't really have a ton of time to, like, pick up a lot of stuff at once, and I'm more intrigued by, like, Armored Core and a few other things I want to get into. I actually, I'm going to start playing Demon Souls, I think, on PS5, because I really liked Elden Ring, uh, which I still have never finished, and it just eats away at me that I've never finished it, because there's, like, three, there's, like, an hour and a half left of the game, and I just want to um. finish it at this point, but it was so, I died, like, 40 times to Malaketh, and I just, I was like, I'm over this, like, I can't, I can't possibly put myself through the ringer anymore yeah. with this. Um, and then my roommate took his PS5, like, back in his room, he's used to be streaming and stuff, so I was like, alright, great, I don't have to worry about it, like, fuck Fuck this guy, I'm just, I'm gonna leave him alone. Um, but I, maybe I'll go back to it at some point. But yeah, I mean, it looks good, I hope it's good. It's just, it's not high on my list, and I'm not, like, I, I also wonder how my, how well it's gonna work when it drops, with the, the amount, like, the so, size of the game, and what they're looking for. Like, I that's fun, like because they locked it at 30 frames per second, so that it does run well. That feels <laughs> that like it's not... The best, like, I don't know, 30 frames per second is not going to It's give... not, but also, I think it's this, I think at some point we've decided that 60 frames per second is the standard, so, like, everyone tries to reach that, and it seems pretty unobtainable. Not, not obviously, Bethesda's a giant company, and they should be able to get it, mm -hmm. um, but we've seen it be promised, and then games have, like, that not run great, <laughs> not run great, like, Redfall was the most recent example of that, and then they end up not having the performance mode. Um, obviously, I prefer it, but at the same time, if Starfield specifically locked it at 30 frames and they knew that, it's instead of it breaking and being like, oh, shit, let's go back to this, like, they know. So, like, they're working, I don't know, they're, like, making their game work in the best possible way, which I don't hate. Well, I mean, it's, like I said, it's definitely, um, 
I'm intrigued, but Bethesda's track record hasn't exactly been great for their past couple of games, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, but Obviously, you see the magic with Fallout 4 and Skyrim. Like, they have the potential to do it again. Yeah, I just worry that, I mean, maybe they did kind of tone it down a little bit, but the, the biggest thing about this game was like, look how many planets we have, and then obviously they kind of refined that a little bit, so I'm glad they at least, like, you know, yeah. gave they, us a they, bit more. They still made it very clear that it's like, hey, this is here. But, like, here's your main stuff. Here's your main story. Here's your main planets that are actually super fleshed out and have all of the quests and fun stuff. Yeah. All right. No, I mean, it, it makes sense. I, I'm into it, like, from a... I'm happy that people are going to have a game that they're going to like in the concept, but I'm not, like, over here super pumped about it. But I do have to say, I saw... Because I saw the controller when you posted it. That is gorgeous. The controller looks really nice. I like uh, the clear triggers. I don't... Oh, it has clear... Is it clear on the back? Uh, yeah, just like the back. What are they called for Xbox? Bumpers? Bumpers, triggers, okay. I, yeah, the Xbox controller, in my opinion, is the best controller. I like the PS5, but I really like the feel of the Xbox controller. Um, and I just recently got a new a new one, actually. Um, it's, it's just electric. It's electric yellow, but I like the simplicity of it. The, mm. the That controller, though, was nice. What'd you pay, 70 for that? Uh, I think so. Something it wasn't. Like it wasn't that. 100 right? No, no, oh, not okay. the Because I know they, no. they they upcharge on the controller sometimes. Weirdly. Yeah, it was like a little bit more than standard, but that was the same price that the other like special controllers are. No, oh, um, so I only have the original Series S one, um, and my PC can run Starfield, which is really exciting because I don't have a Series X, and I was gonna have to buy one because there was no way in hell I was playing it on the Series S. It just, so I'm... this will be my computer's probably first real test <laughs> of uh uh. What are they called? High, uh, I keep wanting to say taxing games, which is like, I guess, I guess that works, but. Consumption, maybe, or like, I don't know exactly what you'd call yeah. the term, but yeah. No, well, I am excited, uh, for you, and obviously, hopefully it's good, and, I mean, hey, you didn't think you were gonna like Tears of the Kingdom, and you ended up liking that a lot, too, so. Yes. Inevitably. Ex game of the year. Really? Oh, yeah. Over Ragnarok? That wasn't this year, was it? No, Wait. that was last year. Was this it? year, Tears of the Kingdom's competing against like uh, Final Fantasy, um, Starfield. I guess. Oh yeah. Why did I think Ragnarok was this year? For some reason, I was thinking the cutoff time, but I thought something came out this year that people were Hogwarts all Hogwarts Legacy, Dead uh, Space. Oh yeah, Hogwarts Spider Man, Legacy. Tears of the Kingdom. I think Tears of the Kingdom probably has it. I think it's only competitions Final Fantasy. And even then, I haven't seen anyone talking about Final Fantasy on my timeline compared to Tears of the Kingdom. Like everyone and their mom was playing that game. Yeah, but it's Zelda. Like Nintendo. I mean, that's that's not exactly a fair barometer because I think there's a lot of hype behind Final Fantasy. I just don't think it has as loud of a reach as Nintendo, like Legend of Zelda, being what it is. Speaking of which, did you hear that? The rumors, reports, it's not, obviously nothing confirmed, but it seems to be a reputable source that the Nintendo, whatever the successor is to the Switch, will likely be running on hardware equivalent to the PS4 and the Xbox One. That's going to be what nope. the hardware equivalent is. This is unconfirmed, but from a usually reputable source, so obviously it could change, but it will yeah. most certainly not be on the level of PS5 and stuff. It's going to be like a a gen behind. So what is what is this switch running then? PS3? Uh, I don't know the specifics, but I know that the switch let me see if I could pull up the report real quick, because I do think it was actually really interesting. Um we were talking about it in my group chat the other day. 
Uh, I did see that the next version of the Switch reportedly will um, have profile transfer, which is like the first time Nintendo's done that, I guess. Yeah. From generation to generation, because they make all of their games wildly different <laughs> between the 3DS and the Wii's and all of that. Um, so that'll be nice if whatever it is, the Switch games can just like straight up play on it, like a uh, next gen, like how Xbox and PlayStation have done it for four and and five and whatever where you can just keep playing the games because it sucks to move on and lose an entire library and with nintendo and the way they do things like games truly get lost so yeah it basically says some of the some of the keynotes from that piece that i was reading says that the switch pro uh was at one point actually a thing but they canceled it and decided to stick with the base switch model um and they have been working on a new chip as well as lcd screens for a new console um, but whether or not it's going to use like a higher resolution or a higher output is unknown. Uh, but it's just the processing power will likely not match what we're seeing nowadays. And Nintendo's pretty insistent that there's still a lot of life left in the Switch. That was kind of the quote. And I just, I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's about time we put that old boy out to pasture, but we'll <laughs> see what happens. To. It just, I mean, again, it's sort of one of those things where it's like, all right, like, I mean, I don't remember, what, when did the Switch come out? 2016? So it's been seven years. It's just, I guess that this next generation of systems has really kind of surpassed it. Like, what the PS5 and the Xbox Series X can do is just on such another level. And Nintendo gets by because they're Nintendo, right? All their fans will mm. buy it. And I like Nintendo stuff, but most, a lot, of, there are, there's that dedicated Nintendo fan base that are very much like sheep. That are just like, oh, new Zelda, bah, let me go buy it. Like, that's what they do, you know? And it doesn't matter. There's no, you can't criticize your Nintendo Oh, this overlords. Pokemon game doesn't run? I no, want it. No, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, the seagulls in Finding Nemo. It's like, mine, mine, yeah. Nintendo, 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 like, it doesn't matter. Which, like, I get it to an extent, because it's like, you want to play games that are fun to you. But, like, I don't know. It's kind of asinine that we haven't gotten, like, a new Donkey Kong game since, like, Tropical Freeze or, like... I mean, obviously, Super Mario Odyssey is, what, like, five years old now or something? I know. I so wanted like, it so yeah, bad. I'm just saying, like, I... But I guess until Nintendo's ever pushed to having to really, like, take another step forward, they're not... I mean, why would they? Right? Like, there's just not not as much that they really need yeah, to... Yeah, they still sell... Everything's money-driven. You can pretend to be a uh, customer-based thing all you want. And you you can be to a point, but at the end of the day, it's it's money and what's going to sell. And Nintendo's going to sell regardless <laughs> of what they do. That is true, and I don't know if you caught any of the Nintendo Direct from last week, or I think, yeah, I think it was last week. Uh, there were definitely some pretty big announcements on that one, mm -hmm. including a new Super Mario Brothers game called Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, it's a side scroller, I'm excited and that, for that actually looks kind of fun. Uh, yeah, it's the first new 2D Mario in like 10 years, because people are like, is that really true? But yeah, it is. Everything else has been ports or like remasters of old games. <laughs> so this is like the first truly new 2D Mario. Oh, okay, like, okay. Site, yeah. And then Super Mario RPG, which is widely regarded as, like, one of the best fucking, like, that's getting a remake. Um, oh, yeah. And that's, that's on my list. Massive sure. news, obviously. A new WarioWare, which is interesting because I feel like a new WarioWare came out a couple of years ago, like 2019. or No, no, it had to be, like, 2020. It had to be during yeah. the year of COVID because I played I it with my friends. and something like that. I loved WarioWare on the Game Boy, like Game Boy Advance or GameCube, like the ones you could play with up to four people and you have all the mini games. The new one, I mean, it had a lot of that, but it didn't let you play multiplayer with friends until you had beaten the majority of the main campaign, which is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. 
for the like for a game like that um but they're making a brand new one which looks kind of interesting um and then they also talked about detective pikachu i don't know if it's like a brand new game or what the specifics are yeah, but there is a detective game. pikachu coming out so i'm excited for that one i played some of it on the the ds the 3ds the first game it's such a fun idea <laughs> i love that pikachu's voice by like a gruff like deep voice um yeah it's just just a fun time if you like pokemon and you want like a nice like mystery game to play um yeah i never played super mario rpg but i want to because like you said i've heard how good it is and then they also had luigi's mansion dark moon so it's a 3ds port which i do also want to play because i played the new luigi mansion 3 on my switch and loved it that was my first luigi mansion game I don't know why I keep saying Luigi. And yeah, I wanted to ask you because it made me uncomfortable, but I wasn't sure. I was just going to let it go. Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> I want to play that. And then Princess Peach, too. She's finally getting another game. I get what her only game was on the, the DS. Was that mm. the last one? She got like her own game a, a while ago, and like that's it. But I'm glad that they're kind of like capitalizing on the possible Peach uh, uprising after the Super Mario movie because she's way more likable in that and than in anything else, <laughs> at least for me. That's true. Um, so yeah, she's getting her her own game next year, which is exciting. Um, and then yeah, they did the suit, the Sonic co-op game, which also looks really cool. Is that the Sonic? Um... Did we talk about that one? I don't think so. No, think are there two Sonic games coming out then? Because I feel like they showed one at the Xbox showcase that I remembered seeing as well. Might be that one? I don't remember. But yeah, this one was like your typical old school looking Sonic, but then it became a new school looking Sonic, and then they were like, surprise, you can play with Knuckles, Tails, and Amy too, and yeah, it just looks like a fun time. The problem with all of these Nintendo games are like, hell yeah, I want to play this, but like, there's so many of them, and you have to spend like full price on all of these games that you'll probably play only a few times. It's like, I want to play all of these, but how, how do I, how do you afford that? <laughs> Yeah, I remember being, I mean, I just, I'm going to sound like such a boomer here. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like that old, but I remember being a kid and like, play, and like, I loved so much playing like multiplayer Nintendo games with like friends. Like my friends would come over and we'd all sit there and play Mario Party and that kind of thing. Now, if I sit down to play Mario Party, people like, it's really fun for a game or two, but then I'm like, okay, like, I don't know, like it's, I just can't do it too much in one sitting, you know, I just get kind of, which is sad, but then, you know, my friends have always brought this up. Like back then we were younger, we didn't have all these other games we didn't have access to a massive amount of games where it was like we had to play the hell out of what we had because that was it now it's like yeah. i don't know even if you don't have a lot of money you can go and sign up on game pass and get like a hundred something games for 10 bucks you know you got plenty of time to play so i just think it's the way people play games has shifted but i, I agree with you to an extent i think it's um i do think there's a good amount of um hype and excitement but just like i don't know when are you going to have the time to play a lot of these and when and th they're they're expensive <laughs> You know, at least if yeah. they're going to be charging full price. If there was a new Switch, I still was, need to play excited, the new Kirby game. That's like one of my well, was like one of my most anticipated Nintendo games, and I still haven't played it because the value never goes down. So I just need to wait for like someone to sell it, and even then, people sell them for like thirty, forty bucks. Yeah, which is just yeah, it's doable. Like it, the games are worth it. Don't get me wrong, but like if you play a million other things on other consoles too, it, you gotta. Pay the time and pay the price. Time is money. I Speaking of money, I built this the other day. It's a Mandalorian ship. I don't remember its name, but it's from the show, The Mandalorian. Uh, I went to, uh, I think it was like Hobby Lobby or something, and they had like a sale on model kits, and I was doing something with my brother, and I bought this, but I thought it was kind of neat. I just wanted to show it off. That's nice. I still need to watch more of The Mandalorian, because I've only still seen the uh, first one. 
uh, first Speaking season. Speaking of Watch, rather. do you want to talk about Flash? Yeah, sure. Um, when did I see Flash? I've seen so many movies this month. That was a couple I know, of weeks It ago. feels like so many movies, but... Uh, yes, Flash. Um, CGI kind of wasn't great. Uh, I'm just giving you my, my flash fire thoughts here. <laughs> uh, CGI kind of wasn't great. Um, the opening scene was terrible. Um, but I thought the movie picked up from there. It had a bit of comedy. It had a really interesting, like, I mean, as interesting as Flash's story can get in, like, that short amount of time. I thought Ezra Miller, despite not necessarily being, uh, a very good person, did a pretty good job playing the character. So there was, you know, some some appreciation for that for the you know the acting ability especially playing multiple you know versions of themselves which was advertised in the trailer so i don't even think that's a spoiler but um it was good it was cool to see some cameos and to see some references and easter eggs to other uh other you know dc properties from the past and uh I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I think it, it, it's, it kind of bombed at the box office or was considered more of a bust. Maybe not a bomb, but it didn't do what they were hoping it would do. Um, and I think that that may have more to do with just, like, the timing and also knowing that, like, the DCU is essentially getting a hard reboot. So, you know, what are the consequences? What What is all of that? But I I liked it. It was it was fun. I enjoyed it. And... I, I think, you know, if Ezra Miller gets their stuff together and can stop being a mega creep, then, you know, I would be interested in seeing them play the, the, the role in more movies going forward. But I also think the guy from the CW's Flash show who was doing it for like nine seasons was pretty good, too, and could be a good Flash. So if this is the end of that incarnation of Flash, then that's fine with me. But if it's not, I think there's some potential for the future there. Hmm. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I agree with you that the opening sequence is really bad. And I, people either think it's really bad or people found it funny and enjoyed it. And they're like, oh, it was a joke. But I'm like, I'm aware of what the joke was, but it was just bad. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. But then genuinely from the like the, from that point onwards, it got a lot better. And yeah, I enjoyed it. I definitely think you should watch it if you care about DC in any respect at all, even if you've only seen justice league or something just because i think it's one of the better dc movies that we've got recently um yeah i really like ezra miller's interpretation of the flash like you said it's unfortunate that they're a shit person (laughs) um because yeah i really i really like what they do with the flash and that character um and like you said just like with moon knight and other shows where like one person plays multiple versions of versions of themselves i'm still amazed every time because it looks so real it does. that's like one that's like one movie thing that they've figured out not just here but a moon knight everywhere where uh they did it what forever ago with a uh, parent trap with Lindsay lohan i don't know how they do it it's never just so it. cool <laughs> never really seen i've wow. never seen the parent trap no that's crazy but yeah i just i love it and when you're watching you forget that it's the same person because they feel like two completely different characters and they do they do a great job with it um but yeah i think i think it's a lot of fun i would definitely um i, I think i tweeted was that it was better than ant-man quantumania and i will stand by that and i had a lot of people agree with me because it this this movie wasn't trying to make a parody of itself <laughs> so, neither was quantumania yeah, but it did and i tried to rewatch that movie the other day just in the background and i honestly i couldn't i was like i can't do it and really? i've never felt that way about a marvel movie recently but oh i don't yeah, want to rewatch it because i don't like to rewatch i don't want to rewatch that i feel like i might like me either it. but flash was a fun time 
go see that movie. You know what else is a good movie? Hmm. Elemental. Mm. <laughs> I went to go see Elemental, I think, two days ago. Yeah, on Tuesday. Um, I don't know why. I was just like, I love Disney, obviously. I, I love Pixar. And I was like, this one looks cute. I want to see it. Um, they start the movie with a Pixar short. So if you've ever gone to see them in theaters, you know what I'm talking about. They always do like a cute little Pixar animation um, beforehand. And this one was Carl's Date. I was going to say it was which Up, is, right? Yeah. yeah, from Up. So the old man from Up going on a date, obviously post the events of uh, Up. And my God, man, you could have just watched that short and went home and you would have had a great movie experience. But it's Pixar. So of course they fucking broke my heart oh. in three minutes. And they were like, okay, have fun. Go watch this movie. And I was like, I don't want to. I want to go home. So sad. Um, but yeah, Elemental was good. Uh, I think people are probably going to be pretty critical of it. But I had a good time. You know, it's like you watch these things and at some point you have to go, oh, right, this this is a kid's thing. Because they're not making this. They're not making it for adults. But you can still find, obviously, there, there there's quite a few like adult innuendos that they do as they usually do. Um, I think it was a good time. I like the world building they did. It was fun having them build a society based on the four elements that they picked. Spoiler. Good them. time. What do you mean? We're just kidding. I don't know. I the plot is like fire, water, clouds. I thought the and plot trees. was that like fire and water fall in love, and that like, like well, it's it, Pixar. It's so Romeo and there's, Juliet. There's, there's, it's, there's uh... a story. It is so yeah. It's, it's Pixar. Like you said, it they've set it up to kind of give you the hint that there may be something with those two specific characters. But the movie's actually also very strongly about a theme of immigration and like like family pressure and stuff. And it's uh, it's good. They okay. do a good job of telling that. Yeah, I'll watch it when it's on Disney Plus. I didn't really want to go see it in theaters. I just it, it doesn't excite me. I like those movies a lot, and like I I I think there's a lot of enjoyment to be had for adults in some of those movies, some more than others. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously a lot of animated movies are like that, but then you have your animated movies like Across the Spider-Verse, which is basically appealing to everyone. Um, and that, that movie is great. But I did go to the movies uh, multiple times during the uh, hiatus and I actually saw Transformers Rise of the Beasts. And, uh, Ooh. I loved the first Transformers movie, 2007. I thought it was fucking excellent. It was corny in a 2007 way, but it was great. It, it, everything from the... Shia LaBeouf's acting to Optimus Prime. All of it. I love it. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, I know critics weren't as high on it because critics hate anything fun, um, but I think that was a really good movie. And then they made a second one, and the second one was okay. It wasn't bad. It was still big robots fighting each other. Um, but then they made, like, a third one, a fourth one. It just started to get kind of, like, not good. Like, Michael Bay as a director, I just don't think is, like making compelling storytelling and also like yeah it's giant robots fighting each other so at some point you wonder whether or not you're seeing it for story or seeing it for the entertainment value mm -hmm. um but a couple of years ago bumblebee came out which was essentially like was a reboot good. and that movie was apparently excellent um and a really, really good, good reviews so this movie's a direct sequel to bumblebee you don't have to have seen bumblebee to like know anything about it but it's a direct sequel this movie was really fun. Other than the first Transformers movie, it's my favorite that I've seen. I mean, they integrated a lot of the, if you see the trailers, like a lot of the, the beasts, uh, I forget what they call them. Um, they're, they're, they're like machinimals, but I, that's not the right name. I can't remember what they are, but they're, <laughs> that's definitely not what they're called, but I'm blanking on that. Maximals, that's what they are. Maximals, that's what that's they are. That's worse. Machinimals is so much Maximals, better. because they can transform, so they're robots, but they take the form of animals, and, and so, I mean, the, cool. the, 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 the CGI and everything is fucking unreal. Like, um what is his name um optimus primal he's the uh he's a monkey <laughs> and he is in he's based on uh from the really? original 
if I didn't know this was real, I would think that you were making a parody script right now. No, 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 so no. Great. So when you watch the movie, you'll understand why he's called that because he his basically. Oh was, no, I love it. I'm not yeah. making fun of it. Oh. I just think it's his, hilarious. His race was wiped out, and so he was named after Optimus Prime, who was like who had disappeared for years and years and years and was basically considered to be like a great warrior or whatever um but the movie has unicron as the main villain who is like literally a massive villain like he is the side he eats planets like he's he i don't know i don't even know what i could project him in terms of size like galactus maybe maybe galactus i don't know we've never really seen galactus on screen in a movie as far as i know maybe we did though maybe he was in fantastic four silver surfer i'm not sure but i mean dormammu size like when you think about the scale like he's massive um so there was a lot of really cool like visuals and and kind of clashing of styles there what was your favorite Uh, animal uh, the i honestly primal was really cool there was also like a a bird i forget what her name was Ooh. i think it was like air raid or something and she's she was kind of cool um but i they, saw the gorilla in the trailer and the i was like was you awesome. stun up a bitch i'm in <laughs> yeah he was awesome he transforms into like his robot form and he fights with like a staff and they, they they did a good job here with the human actors in the movie too because like no one's really watching a transformers movie for the humans it's more so like see the robots but they utilized the human characters in a way that like they contributed to the story and they weren't the center focus but they weren't distracting from it either um and there's like a really cool scene in the movie where like one of the main human characters actually like gets he like is fighting with one of the Autobots, and then when the, when he goes down, they, they he, like, becomes a suit of armor for him. So the human starts fighting in an exoskeleton that's based on a Transformer, which is not something they've done, at least not in the movies before, but it looked yeah. really cool, and it made for, like, a really fun watch. So, I mean, is it is it going to win an award for, like, best storytelling? No, but it was a really, really fun movie. I would have loved to see it in IMAX because of just the spectacle of it, like, how big it is. Um, but I will definitely see a sequel when it comes out. It's supposed to be the first of a trilogy, so you know, obviously, we'll oh, see where okay. it goes. Um, they did a really, really good job with it. I think. I like I said, I'm not you know nominating it for movie of the year or anything, but s- significant step up from a lot of the mainline Transformers movies. Uh, obviously, other than the first one, especially much better than the fucking Mark Wahlberg ones. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, hey, Optimus. I can't do a Mark Wahlberg voice <laughs> offhand, but it was it was good. I do recommend it if you guys like if you like that kind of thing. Obviously, if you're not into like I don't know, big epic style movies like that, you're not going to like it. If you want, like, a, you know, story, go watch The Whale. But, like, I'm just saying, there's definitely, you know, some some fun to be had there with that movie, so. The Whale looks miserable to watch. Yeah, probably. I, uh, the guy next to me on my flight was watching The Whale, so I was, I was playing and, like, watching something. I wasn't, like, staring at his phone, but I, like, I looked over here and there, and it never got better, like, positive, like, positive-wise. It just looks so sad and depressing the entire time, uh, and really uncomfortable. Like, I was uncomfortable with the few stuff I looked over to see. I was like, oh my god. Uh, I understand why that man probably won a bunch of awards, but, whew. Yeah, I think The Whale definitely was not meant to be one of those happy ending movies. It was definitely meant to be, like, one of those Oscar movies that come out that, like, Adam Sandler had uncut gems. And uh, what did Liam Neeson win one for? The the one with the wolf a couple, like, a decade ago. I don't remember the name of it. The Road, maybe? Where he's, like, him and he's a hunter and his son and they have to, like, fight to survive. Like, there's those movies that actors do that are just clearly meant to, like, get them an award. 
Um, and, and that's kind of what happened with Brandon Fraser there, but good for him. By all accounts, a good guy. I love the old mummy movies and Tarzan and stuff. Um, but I, I didn't watch the whale because it just seemed sad. And I know yeah, there has to be sad. sad movies. I'm not like, you know, not everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows, but I choose not to engage in that medium because I don't want to feel sad either. Like if I want to feel sad, I'll just wake up and think about like student debt or something. I don't need to go watch a three hour <laughs> sad film. Yeah, exactly. So yeah but it was good i don't know anything else coming out this summer for movies that were like um there is what is oh my god i feel like there's one thing that i should remember that i don't oh oppenheimer and barbie next month that's like a double feature that people are really excited about i'm gonna see both i'll probably see barbie opening a night with my friends because they want to see it um and then oppenheimer seems like it's gonna be one of those fucking mind-blowing experiences um which looks like a fun time too there's indiana jones eh, which i don't probably won't i definitely well i bought showcase subscribe so you, i have to go see two movies a month you have to well yeah no, i paid I for it so you get it's, is, it's, it, is uh, it too free because i've thought about signing up for it because i go to the movies a lot. it's actually really worth it so if you guys have showcase cinemas uh this is not an ad but you get to pick how many movies a month that you see. So, like, you pick the subscription you want and have for how many people. I did two movies a month, mm-hmm. and it comes out to $14, which is less than one movie ticket. So, even if you get it and only go once, you're still saving money. Well, is it and less, that, and inc- isn't a movie ticket, like, $12.50? I mean, it's close enough. No, because right. I go to the... I go to I, well, not IMAX. The X Plus. I do, X-Plus too, is sometimes. Like $18. Yeah, yeah. So, I usually go to the X Plus theaters. So, like, that's, like, 18 bucks, And then... Yeah, like I said, the the subscription was definitely less than one of those tickets, and it works at IMAX, X Plus, and any of the theaters. There's no blackout dates. You just book it like normal, and you get twenty percent off of concession too. Okay, so that's not not a bad. Cause I'm one of those people that needs to buy popcorn <laughs> when I go to the movie. Oh, like, me too. I don't I, know dude, why. I, I ate a whole bag like... of medium popcorn the other day. What is wrong with me? Oh, never done that. Um, yeah. you know what I have to say though, their fucking fountain soda system at the movie theaters nowadays is just rough it always tastes so watered down they don't refill them i don't usually buy soda i'll just buy a gatorade and sneak it in my pocket or something but it's usually just the it's just the move. yeah i'm gonna have to buy small popcorns from now on because i think that will kill me if i keep eating that much popcorn <laughs> maybe i don't know it depends on how often you go to the movies i uh once got really high before going to the movies and bought a one of the big round buckets like the big extra large one and i was with someone but i Fairly certain I ate at least 60% of that popcorn. <laughs> see? See? Yeah, I don't feel as bad then. Because no, I, the I just day. have a weird thing for movie popcorn. It just it doesn't taste the same when you make it at home. It's not replicatable. It it's just not... I don't know if it's because it just sits just long enough in that giant fucking popcorn whatever. But it just... It, I mean, not every cinema, because Apple Cinemas has horrible popcorn. But generally, definitely not sponsored, but... Uh, yeah, Barbie actually looks good. I kind of want to see that. I don't think it's a day one for me, but I'll probably see it on like a Tuesday. Showcase. Sponsor us. We'll go see all yeah, the Yeah, screw it. We'll go. We can have a we show that we'll do the Lord of the Rings thing and we'll, we'll give out tickets. People can come see it. We'll watch all the Lord of the Rings. Then we'll have, you know, our, give our thoughts in between. It's like that lady that tries to get people to sign up for the thing. She's like, what, what do you like about it? Free popcorn. Oh, I yeah. love her. She's there every time. Is she really? I never saw no, I, the, the the trailer. Oh, in the like trailer, the I was like, I've never actually seen that person. Okay, I was like, I thought you were like they ask you questions. Like, I'd love to be in that intro. Um, like, they're right. like, I like I like the free stuff. Um, That's pretty much what they do. Yeah, it's, which is kind of funny. Yeah, so Barbie Oppenheimer, I feel like I already know what's gonna happen. 
Yeah, you do. I feel like it's kind of a, it's like, I kind of feel like there, there's only one I way that movie ends. I think that's, that's the point, and it's going to be like really unsettling the whole time, just like waiting. Yeah. But I don't know. It just feels like it's like a, like a biopic about like one of the most devastating events in our country, in the world's history, but I'm sure it's Christopher Nolan, so it might be good. I I mean, it's got a loaded cast too. Gary Oldman, Rami Malek, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pooh. Like, there's a bunch of them in there. Haunted Mansion comes out in July. That one looks kind of okay. I kind of want to see what they do with it, because, like, the old Haunted Mansion wasn't necessarily scary-ish. But this one looks like they're trying to make it a little scarier. And it's got, again, another yeah. loaded cast with Danny DeVito, Owen Wilson. Rosario Dawson. Jamie Lee Curtis. Rosario. Yeah, there's a lot of people in it that does, Yeah, I do want to see it. I think this one, so... Was it the movie, then the ride, and now this movie? Because I think this mo- this movie's based on the ride. Yes. yes. And then the first one, I think, was its own story that they ba- that they made the haunted mansion. I don't know, but yeah, like you said, it looks it looks like it'll be a fun one to watch. I don't know. I don't know. The, the Meg Two comes out. The Trench. Um, that one I loved the first Meg movie. It was great. Um, so I'm very excited for this one, and I I, I feel like people are going to be more interested in this movie because of the submarine stuff that happened. Imagine if this movie was coming out in July. Like, imagine it was coming out, like, next week or something after this whole thing happened. Like, I just feel like that people would just be, like, all hyped about going to see this movie. Um, I don't care, but that TMNT movie looks horrible. The animation style does not look good to me at all. Have you seen the trailer? I, I mean, I'm sure... Yeah, I have. I thought it looked good. Did you? I mean, I, maybe... I like the art style just because it's like different trying yeah, to do its own thing. So is Spider Verse, but like this art style does not look. And maybe it's just because Nickelodeon has done TMNT like four times, and it's just been lackluster at best every time. Like I'm just not like, I'm not shelling out the money to go see that, you know, with all that. So that's that's really the summer, and then obviously there's like Blue Beetle, which is DC, which comes out later. Uh, I think that's like late August. That also looks good. So. Yep. There are plenty on the way, and if you're a fan of movies and TV, uh, I think The Witcher's next season's coming out, too, so it's a busy summer. There's a lot happening. Secret Invasion. Yes, Secret Invasion. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I know the first episode came out. You want to just give us, like, a non-spoiler thought? I'm hoping to watch it this week, but... Yeah, it was it was good. Um, the tone's different than some of the past Marvel stuff, which is, I mean, that in a good way. Like, it feels a little bit more serious. Um... And it's just a fun concept to explore with the scrolls and the fact that literally anyone can be a scroll. So like the whole time you're just kind of like, is that person a scroll? Like it's just like you. It's very uh. There's no you don't know anything. So it's a it's a fun feeling you have while watching it and trying to figure things out. I only saw the first episode, but it was good. I'm excited to see where it goes. They have a pretty good cast. They got Amelia Clark for the show, which she's uh Daenerys from Game of Thrones, probably most notably. Never seen it. Never cool. seen Game of Thrones. But I've heard it's good. It's just it's so long. It is very Who's long. Who's got time I, to watch I joined that? late. I joined very late. Like I think I only watched the last season live as it came out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I binged that shit. It was fire. And now I... my cat's named after Game of Thrones. So. Your cat was named after Star Wars. She has both. Her full name's Rhaenyra, which is from oh, Game of true, Thrones. True, well, true. House of the Dragon. And then Ray for short. Something negroni with a little prosecco or something that's from that show, <laughs> yeah right? exactly. and i remember i remember the trend well that is 
we are nearing up our uh, we're, we're getting close towards i think our end time here um because there's still probably stuff we didn't even get into um the one last thing i wanted to quickly touch on just because i know this is obviously near and dear to you is uh the star wars story that's going to be coming out or more details on daisy ridley's return to star wars and it seems like uh ray is going to be mentoring a couple of uh children or boy and a girl, I think, if I read that correctly. And there's some people who think that, like, it's going to be, like, a Padawan-type situation. Um, I don't... I think this is set after Episode Nine. Yeah, it is. It's um, 15 years in the future. Which is interesting, because I'm much more intrigued by what happened in the... After... Like, what... I'd like to see how they got the new... I'm you know, sure whatever. we will, but Maybe. whether it's in her movie with flashbacks or more content... Yeah, I'm curious whether or not like I listen. I like Daisy Ridley. I think she's a good Ray. I have noticed online, even in response to this most recent thing, people are like, "Ah, that the all three sequels are terrible." Like all this stuff, people just hate uh, on Ray as a character as a whole. I don't really know why. Uh, nor do I care. Do I think she was perfectly written? No, absolutely not. Um, I definitely think there are valid criticisms for those movies, and I think there's valid criticisms for Ray as a character, but. I mean, I just feel like some people are like, well, she's not Luke, so I don't care. Like, I don't know. I mean, is she, does she have some moments of genericness that in terms of, uh, not genericness, but like powers or plot devices that I think they relied on a little bit too much? Sure. And did they not use Finn enough in the movies? Also agree. But I don't know. She was good. I thought she played the role well. And a lot of the criticisms that they had were like, similar things that like luke she did similar things that luke did i mean episode seven is essentially a retelling of episode four if you look at it that way like i don't mm -hmm. know where people's criticisms come from but as someone who's an avid star wars fan are you optimistic about the movie other i mean like oh so let me ask this kind of question i know you're you're gonna like and i don't mean this as a as a flame i just mean i know you're typically going to be like into any new star wars content do you think that the movie is gonna be like something that a they should make and B, do you think it's, like, going to be the start of something new? Or do you think it's actually going to do well? Or do you think it, it's, like, more of a money grab? Where do you kind of stand on it? Um, I don't... I'm sure it's a money grab for some people in the company, but I'm sure it's also, like, genuinely a passion for other people. Because, mm -hmm. like, I can only imagine myself working there and just, like, getting to do that. I'm sure there's, like, genuine people that want to want this to succeed. Yeah. Um, I welcome all the content all the time but yeah. i know what you mean uh i don't know i think they probably could have ended it here just because i think there's like you said there's already criticism of the character so like there's like a little bit of spite in them making that which i do it i do like because they're just like fuck it like <laughs> there there is love for this character and there's a story here and obviously there is because like we're the furthest i think yeah i think we're the furthest we've been in the star wars timeline with her so, like, it'll just be cool just to see where they're going to be taking it and how things have changed and where the Jedi are ending up because, like, we have so much history from the past up until now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it can be really cool. Obviously, they can, they can fucking destroy it and make it really bad, but I'm hopeful. All right. That, is, that do be the theme is hope. That's true. And I, I sort of asked that question the way I did because I know that for you, like, you're like me. Like, I don't know, like, certain things, certain marvel so i just want the content i just want to see new yeah, stuff i want it to do it well and if people don't want to watch it then like don't but my thought is love forever. do we need to make the another movie with ray or not do we need to does it make sense to is it going to start another tr is it going to start a new trilogy anything in is the it going to move yeah 
would automatically bring criticism on what happened to Ray. I guess that's <laughs> true. If people yeah. that don't want to hear it, they'd be like, "Well, what happened at the end? Like, why? Yeah. Why did this trilogy happen? That's like, true. what happened? Where? Where's Ray now? And where'd she go? Is she in hiding? Like, they are there other Jedi? Yeah, like, yeah, for so not doing anything. And they they set up those movies to show that they're still force sensitive kids. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think it could be cool because we never got to see we got to see very little of Luke's school. So like it'd be cool to see a school for Jedi in another way. Unless she ends up becoming a villain and like slaughters a bunch of the younglings or something, which is possible. Yeah. I just hope they don't do another forced romance thing like they did with her and Kylo. I just I hope that whatever I it want is him we to end come up doing. Back to life. I don't <laughs> think that's gonna happen. Palpatine probably will come back to life four more times, but People would hate it, but like I would not mind it being like uh, he's dead, but like Force Ghost talking to her like throughout her entire journey. I love that personally. Yeah, but it'd be it's interesting. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't do the Adam Driver voice. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing the SNL sketch where they with that Adam Driver was on with the um the 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 yield the, the Knights Fair the nut where he's like the knight he's the red knight and he's dressed up and they're doing like the oh my god I gotta send it to you it's really funny he was amazing on SNL if you never saw it I think he's I watched his SNL and he was the undercover boss and all of that that one was funny he's like guys I gotta tell you something yeah you're Kylo Ren we know and he's like what do you think of Kylo he was like well I think he's kind of a look at bitch. this lightsaber <laughs> he's just <Yeah>. like <laughs> I just Kylo got Kylo's lightsaber bitch um no I'll send you that sketch because so funny um, but he's, I just, I, I think Adam Driver is great. I wish he was in more comedic stuff sometimes, because I just think he's got such a natural level of, uh, a natural level of comedy, but. All right. Well, uh, heck of a, heck of a show. We covered a lot of topics. So if you guys listen to this later on or watching on YouTube, which all the episodes, that's basically my last thing here. We officially have a YouTube channel now for the show. It is Uncharted Horizons PC. Unfortunately, Uncharted Horizons was taken and it made sense to just have it match what Twitch has. So I just went ahead and made it the same. Um, for the first couple weeks of being live on both platforms, the new episodes are going to air on my YouTube channel first, just because there's more of a following, so there might be more people who check it out and are interested, um, but as we move forward with the channel, I'm going to start putting all of the video, all, like, every episode over time is going to be on there. I lost a few video files for some of the older episodes, not a lot, but a few, um, and for those, what I'll likely do is just take the MP3 and make it into a fancy, like, Thing and, and upload it so at least everything is there on youtube um but we have i have clips from a lot of the shows we have stuff from all that and then obviously like i like i've mentioned on twitter we could do a little bit of like original content from time to time maybe like a five minute video like nicole makes a video talking about like something she saw or a game she played or myself or vice versa like we'll put it on youtube and there'll be some like youtube exclusive content for you guys that like check out the channel so um obviously more details on that a little bit uh, when they when we get there but yeah. Um, so check it out. Subscribe to the channel if you enjoy it. Hopefully you guys like the new the new look. We've gotten a, a bit of a facelift here. Everything has been redone. I was happy to come back with that. Um, yeah. So subscribe to the channel. and uh, Yeah, do that. Leave a, leave a like on the video if you enjoyed it. And definitely let us know in the comments section if you're watching this on YouTube later or Twitch or whatever. Like, I want people's thoughts on, like, any of the topics that we talked about. Like, turn-based RPGs and why they why they suck. I'm just kidding. That's a hot take, but thank you guys so much for watching, and uh, I will. We'll see you next week. Bye.